Relationships. We've been in relationship series for a few weeks now. Hey, and I encourage you, those, those CDs are out there, and there's so many different uh, spiritual truths translate from one relationship to another. But I'll tell you, just like our finances are so important to our well-being and, our, and our, really our, our happiness in life, I don't know if anything that's more important than relationships. You know, everything can be good. I, you know, everything can be good in life. You know, our jobs can be good. You know, every, everything can be fine. Our bills can be paid. Everything can be good. But if we have a relationship that's bad, it can keep us up at night. It can change everything. And that, that's, that's just, a, a, just a glimpse of how important relationships are. So I encourage you to, to grab some CDs out there. If you haven't, pass them out. You know, if you know some people that are, are struggling in relationships, why, why pass those out? Uh, let's see. If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to John 15, 5. We're going to be talking about fool's gold today. And you can see. Now, notice all these lamps up here. See all those lampshades all around? Well, well here, here's a lamp here also. Now, notice this one here. This is supposed to work. We'll find out if it does. It does. All right. This lamp works, okay? Those do not, but this one does. All right? So let's read this scripture. John 15, 5, it says, yes, this is Jesus talking. He says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me. Now, notice that word remain. Man, I wish that wasn't there. <laughs> If it wasn't there, that, that means that we could literally come to him just to get saved and we could bow our knee at the, at the foot of the cross and we could receive him as our Lord and Savior and then all would be good. We'd never have any more troubles. We'd never have any more heartaches. All would be good, but that's not the case. The Scripture says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, now, now this is another part. I wish this wasn't in there, but it is. <laughs> so we can't take it out. We can't add to the Word of God and be successful. We can't take away from the Word of God and be successful. But notice this part. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And here Jesus is talking to his believers. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So, but today we're going to talk about fool's gold. And let's look at this first slide I've got for you. Fool's gold. Check that out. How many of you believe that is a chunk of gold right there? Huh? Anybody believe that? You see that shovel there? Scott Mandrell, can you see that Napa sign on that shovel there? <laughs> yeah, fool's gold. Fool's gold, as most of you know, fool's gold uh, over the years has sparked, actually gold has sparked frenzy in America and different places in the world over the years. You know, and uh, back in the mid-1800s, the California gold rush was, was started and, and thousands of people flooded to California looking for gold, looking to get rich, looking to you know, to provide for their family for the rest of their lives. You know, they would search the 
the rivers and streams of California and and all, all through the West, you know, just hoping to find some gold. And some did. But a lot of people found fool's gold. And the thing about fool's gold, you know, it, it looks like gold. It's shiny. You know, it, it glitters. It sparkles. And, you know, it looks good. It looks like gold, much like these, these lamps. See, those, those lamps up there, they, they look like a lamp. They look like they would produce light. Like over here, they, they look like, look at those chandeliers. I think those are from Laura, I think, is she loaned us those. See, they look like they should put off light, but they don't. They're not hooked in to the vine. That's what Jesus said here. He says, those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. But then he says, but apart from me, he says, from apart from me, you can't do nothing. You can't produce nothing. Like this lamp here. Now notice this. This is a, this is a lamp. <laughs> if I would say I have a lamp, you would think he has a lamp. <laughs> if I was to say, I have a lamp, you wouldn't think he has a lamp that don't work. <laughs> you wouldn't think that. You know, Jesus addressed this with the fig tree. If we looked in, in Mark 11, in the Gospel of Mark in, verse, in chapter 11, we would see that Jesus addressed this with the fig tree because there was a fig tree there. It was planted in soil. It was, the leaves were green, so it had been watered. And Jesus expected that fig tree to produce fruit. But because it did not produce fruit, Jesus had no use for that fig tree. Just like, do we have any use for these lampshades up here at all? Do we have any use? Do they add? Well, sure, they add a little bit of, what do you call it? What do you girls call it? Yeah, aviance or uh, I don't know. But when you get right down to it, those are imitation. This is a real thing. This here is connected to the vine. Those are not connected to the vine. And, and, and I tell you, I have to wonder if the church across America... Is not discovering fool's gold and producing fool's gold. And many of us, we really don't even know that we really don't have the real thing. We really don't know that, that, that what we have is, is really not what God wants us to focus on. You know, I really think a big problem in America is that, uh, that we, America is so blessed You know, we, we just have this mindset that all is good. We're doing fine. We have all we need. Our families are okay. Our children are okay. You know, if, if, if you want a job, you have a job. If you don't want one, you probably don't have one. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a little dig there. Yeah, yeah. 
But we have this mindset that everything is fine. Let's go to this next slide. We got, you know, we got, we got money, we got finance, we got jobs. So, so, so we, got, we got a little bit of money to, to pay our bills with and to buy food with. We got a car. I was going to do some research on this car. How much was that? A lot. Dave and Elaine, they're looking at one to buy. But I don't know. This car is like, does anybody know? I think it's like 500000 Louder. A million dollars? Three million for a car? Take that off the screen. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> but you know, we have, we have what we, we have money to pay our bills. We have a car to drive. You know, we have, a, we have a home to live in. But let me tell you, those are all important things. We all need them. We all want them. But if those are the things that we're building our life around, we're chasing fool's gold. If those are the things that we're focused on, when we lay our head down on the, in bed at night, if we're focused on the things of the world, we are focused on fool's gold. Now, see, there's a difference between true gold and true riches and fool's gold. There's a difference. You see, true gold in the natural realm, true gold, it, it can be hammered out and formed into a ring or, or a necklace or earrings or, or almost anything. Of course, we know the Scripture says that, that the, the streets of heaven are paved with gold. But now see, fool's gold is completely different. Fool's gold, it looks like gold. It glimmers, it shines, but under pressure, it turns to dust. It completely dissolves and turns, turns to nothing. A little bit of pressure or a little bit of pounding. And that's the way our things in the world are. Our cars and our, and our vehicles and our homes and all the things that we spend so much time chasing. And there will be a day where it will be turned to nothing. But the things that we get from God by spending time with Him and time in His Word and time in godly relationships... Those are the things that we will have with us forever. They'll withstand the test of time. Fool's gold. True gold is valuable and rare. And it takes work to acquire it. Now some people, some people think that, you know, that a relationship with God don't cost him anything. I'm here to tell you that is wrong. If you want a relationship, if you want a good relationship with God, if you want to hear, if you want to know his voice when he speaks to you, it's going to cost you your time. <laughs> I've used this illustration before. When my dad calls me on the phone, bar none, this is, it's, Ever since we got cell phones, and even so, years and years this has been going on. He'll call me and he'll say, Rob, this is your dad. <laughs> I know, Dad. I've, I grew up with you. <laughs> I know your voice. 
I recognize your number. It comes up on my caller ID. <laughs> I know your voice, Dad. But bar none, every time he says that. Well, the question is, it will cost you time. You know how I know my dad's voice? Because I spent a lot of time with him. It's the same way when we know God's voice. There's only one way. You know, if, if you're having trouble hearing from God, well, you just need to spend more time with him. You need to, you need to spend time in his word. You need to open your ear. And allow him to speak to your heart and, and learn his ways and understand his voice and, and what he says and what he doesn't say. You, you just need to focus on him. But how do we get from fool's gold to the true riches? How do we get from fool's gold to the real good things of life? James 1.17, it says, now notice this, it says, Every good gift given and every perfect gift comes from above. Every one of them. How many of you know there's nothing wrong with a nice house? How many of you know there's nothing wrong with a nice car? There's nothing wrong with any of those things. Unless we put them in place of God. And if we put our... our or uh, if we th strive to get those in place of striving or with our relationship with God, we're striving for fool's gold. Things that will not last. James 1.17, it says, Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. And it goes on to say, Coming down from the Father of light. It goes on to say, and this is really another sermon, with whom there is no variation and no shifting shadow. Meaning that all good things come from him. It's always been that way, and it always will be that way, is what that means. The same God that sent us his son to die on the cross so that we may have eternal life, he wants to give you more. He wants each and every one of us to have eternal life in heaven with him. But he doesn't want it to stop there. Let me put it like this. If you're a born-again child of God, God does not want you to wait until you get to heaven to enjoy his things. Don't make me throw this pulpit off here. <laughs> Please, I don't want to. God wants you to enjoy his peace today. He wants you to enjoy his love today, his mercy today. He wants you to walk in his power today, but it'll cost you. What do you pay for your house? What do you pay for your car? Did it cost you? How much was that car? $3 million. Is that what you said, Rob? $3 million. What about a close relationship with God? What will that cost you? Let me tell you. I'll tell you what it'll cost you. I'll tell you what it'll cost you. You'll have to say no to some of your friends. You'll have to change the channel on the TV sometimes. It'll cost you. 
You'll have to turn the radio station sometimes because some of these songs nowadays aren't no good. It'll cost you. You're going to have to get out of bed and get to Sunday school. It's going to cost you. Wednesday night, you got to mark that on your calendar. Wednesday night, bring your kids up here. We no, I'll, I'll tell you what, I would put our Wednesday night and our children's program and our, and our modified youth program, I would put that against anybody's. There's nobody. I don't think there's anybody. I don't think there's anybody that has it going on like Orchardville Church has it going on when it comes to them young people. Thank you, Rick and Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. The idea in America today, we have this mindset that we're, we're privileged and, and we, uh, we know we, we deserve this, we deserve this, we deserve this. No. It takes work. You know, if, if, if you get a really a good job and you don't work for it, you're not going to have it very long. It's the same way. You can have a great relationship with God, but if you let that wane and you let it go on and on and on, you're not going to have it for very long. I mentioned a few weeks ago about the, the importance of keeping our relationship open open with God and how we need revival in America today because we come and we get saved and then, and then you know, and then we're all excited and we raise our hands and praise and worship and we read our Bible. And we're so excited because we know that heaven is our home and we know we're washed clean. But then five years later, we're not as excited as we was. Ten years later, we're even less excited. And that's not right because the better we know God, the more excited we should get. Glory. That's right. How do we find true riches? How do we find true riches for our, our marriage and for our children and even for ourselves? Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Let me break that down for you. Jesus said that he is the vine and that we, if you're a born-again child of God, you're a branch. Let me, let me break that down for you. The vine can survive without the branch. If you never, if you never say another prayer, if you never go to church another day in your life, Jesus will still be the King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. He'll still be the Savior of the world what, no matter what you do. The vine will survive. The branch will not if it's separated from the vine. How many of you got weeds at home? Sure we do. And you cut them down, and they lay there, and what happens? They wither, they turn brown, they die. The vine, look at this vine here today. The vine right here. This is a vine. But separated from the vine, the branch dies. Some of us look like this right here. 
Or some of us look like those up there. Which, which are we? Are we houses and cars and things of the world? Like that? Are we houses and cars and things of the world? Is that, or are we joy and peace and love? The Scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Is your life like that? Where you don't have a, you're not connected to the vine? Is that the way, is that the way you feel sometimes on the inside where you just have, you have nothing left and nothing in you? We've all felt like that at certain times. But if you get hooked up to the vine, if you'll get hooked up to the vine, things will turn around. It might take a little time, but it won't be long, and your light will be like that. Your line, your life will be shining. Amen. Amen. The danger of fool's gold. It gives the illusion of being fruitful. The illusion of being fruitful. It gives the illusion that all is good and, and oh, I love the Lord and oh, it's all good. Elvis Presley. Is there anybody here that know who Elvis Presley is? I know, that's a stupid one. Is there anybody here that does not know who Elvis Presley is? Isn't that amazing? Born in 1935 and died in 1977, 41 years old. He grew up singing praises to the Lord in a, in a full gospel church. But he got to chase in fool's gold. He got to chase in things that the world had to offer. And he lost his focus. And he died of an overdose at 41 years old. You know, I don't know about you, but I'd love to have heard Elvis, Elvis Presley sing at 65 years old. I would have loved to have heard him sing. Here's my point. <clears throat> Even in Elvis Presley's darkest times, he would keep his band late after concerts. And they wouldn't play what they played in the concerts. He would keep them around and they would play gospel music. And they would sing praises to God. And Elvis is quoted as saying, it's the only time I have peace in my life. You see, true riches, what God wants for you is for you to have peace in your life. You can chase, you can run, which many of you have. You can try to get all kinds of crazy things and accumulate this and accumulate that. But you'll still be without the things of God. You'll still be without the peace and the love of God. You know, many of our, na our neighbors, they, you know, they, they know that we're Christians because we go to church all the time. And some of our coworkers, they know we're Christians because, once again, we go to church all the time. But because of this fool's goal that many believers put their trust in and their energy in, 
our neighbors really can't see who Jesus really is. Our coworkers really can't tell that inside that there's a, a light that's shining. They really can't tell that inside of us that we have something inside of us that we can share with them that can change your life. We have something inside of, of us that we can share with them that can change your eternity, that can change your life today. The devil has us duped. We, we act like and feel like nobody wants to hear, hear what we got to say. Nobody wants, now you tell me this. Nobody wants to hear that there's a better way. Not. Nobody, nobody wants to hear that there's grace and love and that God loves them no matter who they are. Not. They do. They want to hear what you got to say. They want to know that. Yeah. Bigfoot. You you hear that? Bigfoot. Here's what we have to do. If you want to trace true riches, if you want to acquire true riches, if you want to acquire the true things of God, this is what we have to do. We have to honor God. You have to honor him. You have to put him in the forefront. To honor means to see value in. To honor, to, to see value in the things of God, to see value in his word. There's no other way around it. If you see value, I know I, I harp on this all the time. You know, if you don't see value in the word of God, you're not honoring God. You know what? I just love it because in church, I can be honest in church. So I'm throwing it at you guys. This is as honest as it gets. If, 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 we don't, if we don't honor God's word by opening it up, we're not honoring God. If we don't honor God by attending the services, whether it's midweek or Sunday school, if we don't, do not attend those, we are not honoring God. And I'll even go one step farther. No, it's not all about finances, but it's true. If we don't honor God with our tithes and offerings, we're not honoring God. Now, let me read that backwards for you. What that means, if we don't honor God, that means that we are dishonoring God. If we dishonor God, we won't share God. You won't do it. If you know your relationship is not right with God, you're not going to share him to those around you. It just won't happen. Praise team, if you'll come, please. Thank you, Lord. Bow your heads with me, please. Heavenly Father, we do worship you today, and we praise you. We thank you for who you are. Father, I just pray, Father, you'll take these words that, that I've spoken, that I believe that come from your word and from your heart and from your throne. And I just pray, Father, that they'll penetrate every heart. Father, I just, I just pray over every heart here, Father, that they'll seek you. They'll have a desire to know you. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's what I ask you to do.
You know, I'll tell you what, it just, it almost breaks my heart <clears throat> to think that there's individuals in this congregation that could possibly get to heaven and not have anything with them when they get there. They'll have no riches to lay down before, at the feet of Jesus. They'll have no spiritual fruit to lay down at the feet of Jesus. Everything they've worked their entire life for, they had to leave back on earth. And I just pray and hope that there's no one in this congregation that ends up there. Because let me tell you, it'll be a sad day. It'll be a day of regret. And that's why I ask you to make a decision. Make a commitment in your life. Make it a commitment right now that, that you'll attend more than just the Sunday morning service. Whether it's Sunday school class at 9 o'clock or whether it's a midweek at 7 o'clock. Make a commitment to do that. Honor God that much. Think about, think about God throughout the day. Take five minutes of your lunch hour and bow your head and just be quiet before Him. Commit to Him. Honor Him. See value in Him. Amen. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618 835 2677